0: You chill out i'm trying to do a podcast
1: we are back you are tuning into another episode of section 312 in this week's section we have week eight nfl ups and downs the bear season is probably over. We got some MLB talk. We're recording right now during game six of the World Series between the Nationals and the Astros. We got some Cubs news, managerial news, some NBA talk now that the season has started, about the Bulls where they should be, where they are. An all-new Starting 5 Mascots Edition. And Eric Michaels of Karaoke Adventure, a proud, very first sponsor of the show, Sat Down 312. This episode of the podcast, though, is brought to you by our friends at Thrive Fantasy. You can go check them out at ThriveFantasy.com or in the App Store today. They are a sports betting app where they have eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research. And only provide the top tier athletes to your disposal. If you don't know nothing about sports, that's fine. They have the best of the best already picked out. When you go and you deposit your first ten dollars, enter our code SEC312 to get an instant match on your first ten dollars. Guys, it's it's stupid money. You deposit ten, put in our code, they're gonna give you ten free dollars. Go check them out today, Thrive Fantasy, in the app store or thrivefantasy.com. All right, guys, I don't know where you want to start. I, You know, I, I sent everybody the outline of where we should go, but it's like World Series is going on, NFL. We just had a really crappy game yesterday, but where do you guys want to start?
2: Probably game six, man.
1: Yeah, we're all watching game six right now, and Strasburg, he got into a little bit of trouble in the first inning. And you know, Verlander gave up a run in the first inning, but now it's kind of like settled down. They're in the top of the fifth right now. Two to one Houston. I'm really pulling for the Nets.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you might have just gotten your wish. Adam Eaton just tied it up. There you go.
1: Oh, okay. Well I'm like, I'm behind. So
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh well. You can enjoy
0: like, seeing a pitch. Spoiler alert. Oh. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. Something so, good yeah, happens.
1: Yeah, so Adam Eaton apparently just tied it up. It hasn't happened yet, <laughs> but apparently he just tied it up 2-2. Two to two. And
2: I mean, Adam, I didn't say how he did it.
1: Inside the park home run.
2: <laughs> it was actually a single with three errors.
1: Are you <laughs> shitting? <shady>? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so World Series, we were talking about before. Let's get to the boobs. Uh, <laughs> there were two girls in the front row behind the plate, and they both, you know, exposed themselves on national TV. And we're not talking Janet Jackson exposing yourself. We're talking full on, you know, like. With some full, purpose. Yeah, some purpose. Apparently, you know, the girl got a letter saying that she was promoting a business. I don't know what business she was like. Shag
3: Mag. Yeah, Shag Mag. Sh- is that what it is? Shag Mag? You didn't yeah. do your research before you brought it up as a subject?
1: No, because Julie- I don't follow these girls. I don't of, know who they are.
2: Courtesy of Instagram, one of them is Julia Rose. And definitely a, uh, I suggest an Instagram follow there. But she was posting <laughs> that she was posting the day after Game 5 that Major League Baseball has banned her for life.
1: It, it said indefinitely though
2: no she said she that got means, banned for life.
3: life.
0: yeah
1: okay i have a question though <laughs> how are they gonna know it's her that's,
2: exactly that's that was the first thing i thought of when it came to a life ban or like or like when people run on the gonna field. idea
3: or yeah, yeah or like,
2: like when people say like if you run onto the field you get a lifetime ban well like what are there going to be the 60 year old ushers at every game with a little sheet of people's faces? Like, Oh wait, that's you. Like, how are they going to, how are they going to tell her not to do anything baseball related?
1: Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, she could easily just go to another team's ballpark and, you know, put her hair up in a ponytail or something, but no one's going to know who the hell she is.
2: Or as long as she's wearing clothes, there you go.
1: Yeah. As long as you stay clothes jacket <laughs> okay. in the summer. <laughs>
2: Unless the ushers are like, man, we're going to need to see those to make sure they're not banned.
0: It's oh, weird because they were talking about they were promoting breast cancer at the same time as a business, and it was really kind of I didn't understand how they could do both at the same time. <laughs> it seemed like one or the other. Like I was a little confused. Like they were acting like they were doing both at the same time. That's yeah. like their cover. Like if you're yeah, like, like exactly when you get like when you get used that, but like it when wasn't. you get
2: caught like when you get caught like late to class and you're like I had to fight someone to defend your honor, teacher. That's why I was late. Then it's up to the teacher to be like, hmm. That actually would be kind of nice, but you're also still doing something you're not supposed to be doing.
1: So, anyway, let's get back to the game here. Uh,
2: you're the Adam, one who brought up boobs. That was your fault. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: you know. Uh, Adam Eaton, he, he hit the home run he just did on my screen. I'm so far behind. I love his home run celebration in the dugout with Howie Kendrick, where they're, like, sitting doing the, like, shifting. Yeah, you just saw that, They're right? screaming. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Howie Kendrick cracks me up, man.
2: That's exactly how it went.
1: Yeah, it was it was <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, I know the. It's going to be interesting because I feel like for Houston, it's almost this is almost a must win if if Max Scherzer has the potential to start Game Seven.
1: I, you know, I just yeah. want it to be a Game Seven. You know, I just I love those words, Game Seven.
2: <laughs>
0: You're not wrong.
1: Best You're words. Not wrong.
0: I think I picked Astros in six, so I'm kind of rooting for that. That's was my I, pick.
1: I thought I picked... I don't remember what I picked. I think I picked Nationals in seven.
2: Yeah, I think you did. I thought you picked the Minnesota Twins.
1: Okay, right. yeah. I did I didn't until they, you know, hit the, hit the crapper, but...
0: Uh, I had a feeling that was of the Twins.
1: <laughs> so... It, Outside of the World Series right now and the boobs, uh, let's just jump right in. The Cubs hired David Ross. Everybody knew that it was going to come, even though, like I said, you know, is it a a, a plan that they were going to do, you know, hire, giving the second interview to the Astros coach? And it's like, no, everybody knew David Ross was going to be the guy. And I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't.
2: I think it was stupid holy wow how did that ball go that far oh my god i'm sorry (laughs) i know i'm ahead of you guys but oh my god who hit it i'm not gonna tell you maybe
1: is it three to two two now now?
0: yeah i don't i i don't know how he hit that ball that far his stance is so crazy oh wow
3: he hit that ball really far Right. <laughs> I'm about 30 seconds behind you guys.
1: So it's three to two Nationals. Jeez. I'm about to see it. Okay. He goes, he goes, 90,
2: he goes 96 keep up looking and
1: at in. His feet. Dude, he's got I a Kevin stance. He looks like he's a duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, his feet are very wide set, but he doesn't really step. He just sort of twists and goes.
1: I'm count three like a little step. Like have not much it. to
0: it. You still haven't seen it? No, oh, I just saw him goodness. take a three and one pitch here, so it must be this oh, next pitch. Oh my goodness! Or take a pitch to go to three and one. Oh my goodness!
3: Maybe you need to cut the stream and then there go back is. into it.
1: There it is! Holy crap!
2: That's what I'm saying oh, on a on a 96, right now. 96 up and in. Oh my lord! Ninety six oh, up damn. and in. Jesus, that was fun. Yeah,
1: he crushed that ball. That's so the Pubs hired Ross, yeah. the fleas got Girardi, and I feel like we should have had Girardi. I don't know how I feel about Ross, but Theo Epstein in his you know inaugural press conference there to introduce uh, David Ross, he said, you know, if you want to hire a Puppet, you don't hire David Ross. So does that mean that Joe Madden was a Puppet for four years or five years, however long we had him?
2: Yeah, I don't know what exactly he means by he means by that, but I think I think they definitely missed out on Girardi, and I think the Philly Girardi going to the Phillies I think is going to be really scary.
1: Yeah, me too. I think that was a very good pickup by the Phillies.
2: And I think really with with Ross going to the Cubs and the and Girardi going to the Phillies, I think it almost it you I, to me I feel like it has the feeling of the Cubs being in a slight rebuild, where the Phillies are trying to win now by getting Girardi.
1: Yeah, you know, but I feel like the Cubs. I I don't even know. I don't even want to talk about the Cubs. The, team, the I had the manager. I don't. I'm not sold on. Just Chicago sports right now are just driving me crazy.
2: Because I was thinking about it. Like remember when the Yankees hired Aaron Boone? They weren't the Yankees that you're used to seeing. And now, after a couple years of Aaron Boone, now they're they're potential World Series champs every year now, moving forward.
1: Right. Right. So as we're watching game six, Washington's up three to two in the top of the fifth. Now I think Verlander, this might be his last inning of work, uh, but however, it is now time for Matt's moment, Matt. It's your moment.
3: Well, uh, for this week's Matt's moment, I feel like it's kind of like a, uh, like a discussion forum. All right. Let's discuss something. Um, It was announced today that the NCAA is going to let college athletes profit from their likeness. And each division is required to uh, come up with a new set of rules for this uh, by no later than January
1: 2021. Which means we're going to get a new NCAA football game, which I'm a video game,
3: baby. (laughs) But more importantly... There's potential for an NCAA
1: basketball game. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Basketball's where I already I'm
0: can at. do that on 2K. Honestly. Yeah, really. Even no,
1: though NBA As- the loop,
0: the teams.
1: Even though NBA cool. Live announced that they're gonna stop making the game.
0: Oh, that's about time.
1: But yeah, NCAA football again would be awesome if I can finally bring another title back to Notre Dame. Or two Notre Dame, that'd be pretty cool. Well,
2: well, and it's great that the NCAA is finally doing something that people are actually going to respond positively to by by letting them yeah. do this, and I and I think it's smart because even I hope this I hope this works too for players signing autographs. Like I always thought that was the biggest joke was a player can't go to a memorabilia shop and sign a couple autographs and get paid for it. It was like why not? <laughs> But at least I hope now they can do that.
1: Yeah, right. You know, I understand, you know, if it's like a public event where, you know, the uh, the business or some type of corporation are paying them to, you know, partake in an event. But, you know, I'm I'm glad, too, that these athletes are getting paid because these colleges are just making so much money off of these players and these sports. It's ridiculous.
3: And uh, that new law effect, uh, takes into effect in 2023. <clears throat> just want to inform everybody.
1: So that was Matt's oh. moment. It was a very good moment. It got us all going. NCAA football games will be back very, very soon. Uh, but let's get, to our, let's get to our interview <laughs> with the owner of Karaoke Adventure, Eric Michaels. Now sitting in section 312, we have the owner and founder of one of our very first sponsors on the podcast, Eric Michaels of Karaoke Adventure, thank you for taking the time to sit in Section 312. How is Karaoke Adventure doing?
4: Oh, Karaoke Adventure is doing great. Uh, I got a couple of spots in the city and uh, some parties. I did some graduations over the summer. Uh, it's, It's always a fun time for me, always.
1: So how does the process work? Okay, because I'm sure all of our listeners out there, you know, are wondering, they hear it every week, karaoke adventure, karaoke adventure, it's the best entertainment around. But how do you provide the best entertainment around for your clients?
4: Well, first of all, uh, if you book a party with me, um, I bring everything, the TV, the microphones, the music, the the TV with the lyrics. Um, I sing 80 percent of my music, so I'm not like your typical karaoke guy that plays music in between. Um, If you're not singing, I'm singing until you sing. So I sing a lot of my music and I'm pretty good. I've been doing it for over 15 years.
1: So what is your most requested song?
4: Well, that kind of depends on where I'm at. Um, a group of people will come up and do uh, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Um, a lot of Sox fans like to do Don't Stop Believin' by Journey. Um, it all depends on who's around. I've had uh, I've had some people sing, uh, you know, Etta James at last, you know. So it kind of varies, and I have a pretty large library. So it all depends on the crowd and where I'm at.
1: So what type of events do you mostly get booked for?
4: I would say over the summertime would be block parties, graduation parties, but sometimes I'll just get a party. They want to get their friends together at their house and they want to have a karaoke party and I show up for a couple hours and provide some entertainment and everybody just has a great time.
1: So let's take a step back here. Where did you get the idea to start Karaoke Adventure?
4: Well, back in the day, uh, my brother and I, we used to go to a bar that had karaoke every night. And uh, we used to go in there, we used to sing, and we used to get into competitions and stuff. And uh, actually, the honest truth is, one time we went in there and I had cut my hair and they didn't recognize me and they tried to charge me for a bottle of water. And that's when I said to my brother, let's start our own business. And boom, there it was. And I started going out to bars and places and and booking myself. And at one time, I was out seven days a week doing karaoke.
1: (laughs) Living the dream, right?
4: Oh, yes. Always living the dream. That's the life right there.
1: So how did you come up with the name Karaoke Adventure?
4: Well, seeing as that it's karaoke, you have to put that name in there. And I figured, why make it my name When it could be something more, it could be an adventure, you know, like going out on vacation. You go on vacation to have an adventure. Well, you go to karaoke to have a vacation or sing your favorite song. So it would be an adventure for you or for me.
1: So. There has to be a couple times where you've gone out, you're doing these events and you have to see some either hilarious things from people or just some of the worst singers possible. Tell me a couple of these times that you have just witnessed something you thought you'd never see before.
4: Um, there's plenty of times where people are up there and they're really not doing their best or maybe karaoke's not their thing. But over the years I've learned, uh, First of all, if you keep doing the same song over and over, you are eventually going to get better at the song. Um, And if you don't, then obviously you just don't sing. But everyone can sing one song, but they just don't know what that song is yet. For example, some girl might be trying to do Madonna, but she sounds like Melissa Etheridge. Well, obviously, Madonna and Melissa Etheridge are two different vocal patterns. If you set her up with a, jo- with a uh, Janis Joplin song, she's like a superstar all of a sudden. So it all depends. And, and I try to karaoke is just all about getting the courage to come up there, whether it be liquid courage or courage from your friends. It's all about getting up there and actually singing the song and doing karaoke as in front of a group. It's kind of like speaking in front of a crowd.
1: What is the biggest event that you have been booked for? How many people would you say?
4: Uh, the biggest event I would have to say would have been uh, when I when I did Lamont Fest. It was like a lot of people, a lot of singers. I was only booked for like two hours. If I was there any longer, the line probably would have been down the block. But that that was a few years back. Um, other than that, just... Uh, you know, banquets, you know, are a pretty big thing. It depends on it could be 250 people at a banquet for, you know, some gathering. I've done fundraisers at Bourbon Street. You know, there's like 300, 400 people there. So it all depends on what the event and, and what it calls for.
1: So how do you decide on how much to charge for an event? Are you hourly? Or are you just a standard fee for the event? How does that work?
4: Um, usually if I'm going to do a charity event, I'll be working off tips because it's for charity. And at the same time, I'll be promoting my business. So if I even get just one gig off a charity event, that's fine. I do charity events all the time. I love helping out the community, helping out others, helping people raise money for cancer awareness or different events. I've been in silent auctions to give my thing, but usually it's by the hour. Um, I'll do like a four hour session for $250. Um, I don't think you could get a DJ to come out for four hours for that money. And if I had to, I could play music, but I prefer to sing. But if I am doing a certain event and you want to hear certain music, I attend to every single one of your needs for that particular event.
1: So you have every song possible imaginable.
4: I don't have every song, but if I don't have a song and it's ever been made into karaoke, I do have a program that I can download it right there. So if you spell it properly or if, you, uh, if it's ever been made into karaoke, I can download it right there. In fact, I have um, 300 Spanish songs that I acquired when I used to work at a bar called La Officina in Joliet. And I acquired all these Spanish songs. Well, right now I'm in uh, Dugan's on Halstead. It's in Greektown. It's the only Irish bar in Greek town, and there's a group of guys in there that sing Spanish songs. So for in my entire life, I have never been in Greek town at an Irish bar singing Spanish songs.
1: <laughs> what is your go-to song then? When nobody's up there coming to grab the mic or there's no line forming, what is the first song you go to for you to sing? What is your specialty?
4: Oh, gosh, Uh, I have so many songs. I mean, I've been doing this for so many years, and and I sound like who I'm singing, but just a few are uh, Just a Gigolo by David Lee Roth is one of my favorites. Um, I try to stump the crowd, and I'll do John Lennon's How Do You Sleep, and they won't know what that song is, either because I'm too old or they just never listen to John Lennon. But that was his song about Paul McCartney after the Beatles broke up.
1: So have you ever performed in front of like famous people or have any famous people, you know, not necessarily celebrities, but well-known people come up and do your karaoke?
4: Um, I've been on uh, WCIU, the U, and they had an opera singer from the Lyric Opera House. in one of my interviews, Um, everybody's saying, don't stop believing. Uh, we kind of picked up people along the way and, uh, Did a little interview about Karaoke Taxi, so um, I can't recall her name at this time, and then she'll probably never forgive me for it. But she was a soprano from the Lyric Opera House, and then she sang Somebody to Love as well, and she was totally awesome. And then I had a second interview with a blues singer. Um, She has a song called Slap Your Weave Off, and she sang that as opposed to another. uh, It was was a commercial for... uh, United Auto Insurance, I think it was. And they they brought me in and and brought her in and we kind of did a little plug for United Auto Insurance.
1: So you mentioned Karaoke Taxi. Uh, What is that?
4: Um, Karaoke Taxi is another one of my businesses uh, that I incorporated the karaoke into. Uh, I've driven a taxi for Uh, over 10 years and once I started my own business with the taxi I incorporated the karaoke into it where you have the uh, minivan with the tv and the laptop in there and a little disco ball light and there's no microphones but you the words are on the screen and you can sing karaoke all the way to your destination
1: so it's got like the lights of like a cash cab almost in there so it's like you're actually in the dance club or something
4: uh, not quite. I have one of those little battery-operated uh, spinning lights that spins the colors, so it, it kind of, it's kind of—it's the ambience. It's not just like cash cab, but everybody says I'm just like cash cab all the time.
1: Okay, so okay. When you're driving the karaoke taxi, there has to have been a couple instances, you know, where people have either been having a little too much to drink, or they bring food inside the taxi mm-hmm. and leave you a nice surprise to clean up. Correct? Um, uh, well,
4: yeah, as with any taxi business, uh, the good patron always doesn't take their own car home. So sometimes you you have to deal with someone that's a little inebriated. Um, I've driven around for 30 minutes and the person didn't know where they lived. <laughs> so I had to stop the car and ask them for their license so I could get their address to get them home safely. So yeah, um it, there's been times uh another time I've had plenty of times where I gotta pull over and let them spew the just night's drinks because uh you throw up in a cab and it's like eighty dollars, so um if I can at all pull over and have them uh spew out outside the car, that's much better than inside the car,
1: <laughs> but eighty dollars also sounds pretty nice
4: yeah but it's $80 you're out of commission for the rest of the night because who else is going to get in a cab smelling like alcohol puke and uh you got to stop and clean it up so kind of the $80 covers the rest of your night all
1: right you heard it here first eric michaels karaoke adventure thank you for taking the time to sit in section 312 and we look forward to a continued partnership with the podcast
4: thank you very much it's always a pleasure to be on your show quentin have a great day
1: And that interview with Eric Michaels was brought to you by Karaoke Adventure. Soccer. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) do you want the best entertainment around besides section three, one, two? How about Karaoke Adventure? Karaoke Adventure provides the DJ, the karaoke for any occasion, like the Nationals winning game six. Give Karaoke Adventure a call. They'll come down to your bar will come down to your house, to your basement, to grandma's basement. It doesn't matter. We're doing karaoke wherever. Give Eric Michaels a call. 773-732-6597. He brings everything to you. The PA, the mics, the TV, the lighting, everything you need for a singing good time. You sing in the shower. Give Karaoke Adventure a call. They'll hook everything up while you're in the shower. You can karaoke in the shower. Karaoke Adventure. Follow them up. Facebook to see videos and more. Not in the shower singing, but of people doing karaoke, block parties, family gatherings, everything you want. You name it. Karaoke adventure. Alright, we're still watching game six of the World Series right now. Strasburg is still in. But, I want to jump to the NBA right now. Chance, I kicked your ass this week in fantasy. <laughs>
0: yeah, one point is really kicking my ass.
1: <laughs> I, by one point
0: that's right. That was a good game, though. That was funny. I'm actually pretty happy, though. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is going to be the pickup of the year in that league. Yeah, that's and what it looks like.
1: I pulled out all the stops I could. I already made. There's an acquisition limit. You can only make 50 throughout the 20 week period. What? At, and I made three of them.
2: Why'd you do that? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, there's a limit. There's only you, you can only.
3: to add and drop you, players.
1: You can, you can only pick up five. So do I and you can only do 50 total for the season.
3: Well,
2: I get the, I get the per per week thing, but, well, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I
0: guess that adds up then, yeah. I guess. Right, and
1: I use three. Well, as long as it
0: adds of- up, it's fine. This guy in the baseball league one time, they didn't add up, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm not going over the weekly limit. How am I at a season limit? It was so weird. I <laughs> had to change it.
1: So, yeah, there's a 50 acquisition limit for the 20-week period, five a week. And I used three of them on Sunday just to pull that out of my ass to beat Vance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I noticed you managing and stuff, like, hard. And I'm like, man, I really wasn't paying attention. I'm so worried about football. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this (laughs) it's almost like I forgot it started. And then I'm like, oh, I better go pick up Kendrick Dunn. He's going crazy. And I'm a big Illinois fan. So, yeah, yeah, I liked him there and stuff. I'm like, I got to pick him up.
2: My thing with fantasy basketball is I always set my lineups, like, if I can, like, a day or two in advance just in case I forget about it.
3: Right.
0: I started doing that with
1: baseball. I set destroyed. mine a week in advance. I learned
0: how to do it in advance, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a lot better."
1: Yeah, that's so, what I did for uh, our first. I was being lazy. Baseball. Like, I, I set it the entire week. That one day.
0: Yeah. That's probably a smarter.
1: That one way to do time
3: it. that I forgot to pay attention to my lineup for a <laughs> week was during the championship game. Last year. That's how I lost by one point. That's the worst way to do it. And clearly it still haunts you. Dude, yes. <laughs> and it's this freaking guy. I was trying to beat him, man. Like, he always adds and drops players nonstop, doesn't take a day off. And I'm sitting here like, I trust in my team. But then I forgot to put Conley in the starting lineup one day, and then I freaking lost. <laughs> so,
1: besides fantasy, we are a Chicago sports podcast. The Bulls, they should be 3-1 right now. What, did
0: did you, you guys watch that game last night?
1: The Knicks, I was listening to it as I was driving home from Carbondale. The Knicks got their first lead of the game with two minutes left in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, it reminds yeah I me,
0: watched about the entire second half.
2: The Bulls remind, the Bulls remind me just like the, the Chicago Blackhawks right now, where it seems like their offense is really good, but they they have no defense and they can't close out games.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Except the Blackhawks don't have a guy playing point guard when he's not a fucking point guard, and it's so annoying watching Zach Levine carry the ball up court every goddamn possession. It's I mean, so annoying.
2: He's not that far off from being a point guard though in this NBA, like in 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 this kind of NBA that that teams are running. I mean, you got like LeBron James isn't a point guard, but he runs the floor.
1: Yeah, I get that, but when you have guys like Kobe White and Saturansky who are point guards to get Zach Levine the ball, Zach doesn't need to hold the ball right away. He's gonna get the ball that possession.
2: Shout out to those guys though. I was really skeptical about Kobe White and Saturansky coming into this season, but it looks like they're gonna be two two of the bright spots on the Bulls team. I mean, especially Kobe White, but Saturansky's impressed me for the through the first couple games too.
1: So, the Bulls, they're 1-3. They should be 3-1. and one. We lost yeah. to the Knicks. Blew a 15-0 run at the end of that game. Like I said, the Knicks got their first lead of the game with two minutes left. And what really hurt is that Bobby Portis kicked the shit out of us.
2: Yeah, he shot 10 of 14 from the field. <laughs> Four-
1: yeah, and he made like five threes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Bobby Portis killed them. Yeah, but the Knicks... Are, the- I don't, like, it doesn't, I don't think it hurts that bad losing to the, I mean, the fact that the Bulls were up for 99% of the game is the part that hurts, but the Knicks are an interesting team, though, I mean, R.J. Barrett is showing that he can play, Julius Randle was a nice pickup for them, and Bobby Portis was a nice pickup as well, and like I said, the Bulls just can't, it seems like they just can't close out games right now.
1: You know, it's not even about on
0: that team.
1: I it, it's not even about closing out games. I just don't think the Bulls defense is very good.
2: Well, yeah, and I mean it's it seems like a lot of teams in in this, you know, quote-unquote, this kind of NBA, they they really just try to focus on outscoring the other team instead of really focusing on defense.
1: So, the Bulls next game is against Cleveland tomorrow night and we we have to win that game, right? That's it. That's a win. We we should mark that as an easy W, right? <laughs> Unless we blow a lead at the end of the game.
2: Not the way that Cleveland's been playing to start to start the year. I mean, you brought up in the in the outline about the Atlanta Hawks, but the Cleveland Cavaliers have been a, a sneaky good team too.
1: Yeah, Kevin's. yeah, they
2: beat Indiana pretty bad. Kevin
1: Love and Colin Sexton. Uh,
2: and Tristan Thompson's shooting threes now, too. Tristan's
1: doing... Yeah, I was going to say he
2: had his first three
0: of his career. <laughs> it was so ugly. It was funny, though.
1: He made it. Hawks also undefeated, and Trey Young went down tonight with an ankle injury, but it's expected not to be as serious as everybody thought. Uh, so my bet right now is not looking too good, with the Hawks uh, having a way better record than the Bulls right now. So I have... I have money on the Bulls having a better record than the Hawks, and the Bulls making the playoffs. So it's not looking too good for me right now. But moving to the West, no, the Warriors uh, suck, dude. The Warriors suck.
2: Right now they do. I I think they'll figure it out. I mean, you gotta like every a lot of a lot of people and a lot of analysts are are trying to jump off the Warrior bandwagon right now, and they just need to realize that. Yes, they have a lot of new faces, but it will it just takes them time right now to, to try to fit all those pieces together. Because right now on the floor, all you have is you have Steph and Draymond, but almost everybody else is a new face. I guess other than like Kayvon Looney, but they have a lot of new faces and, and Steph and Draymond are good guys. D'Angelo Russell, like they'll know how to play with these younger guys that they have. It's
0: just going to take them a little while. They beat somebody decent last night, didn't they? Like they they actually won last night.
2: Yeah, they won.
0: That's a good question. And, uh, D'Angelo and Curry it. both played pretty well. The I team's on it. Hold on. But yeah, I forget. Yeah, who they, yeah, who they beat. Wasn't but they okay, beat somebody I think. decent last night. right now they'll be okay, like you said. I mean, they. I, I don't know if you know how bad it'll really be, but they I mean, beat the Pelicans. They like, have a bunch of young guys. Oh, Pelicans. Right. Once. Who everybody. Thought would be decent, but one thirty four Zion. One thirty-four to one twenty-three and the Pelicans are 0 and four. Yeah, now they went to 0 and four. <laughs> They've had a decent schedule. Played the Raptors tough. I mean, I don't know. JJ Reddick really
2: lit it up for the Pelicans, going one for ten from the field, one for nine from three point land.
0: Ouch. <laughs> and the coaches are just saying, shoot, keep shooting, you'll shoot out of it. Right. <laughs> just a slump.
1: So, in other news, in the NBA, LeBron's homeless.
2: <laughs> yeah, I felt kind of I feel kind of bad about that though. That kind of you sucks. heard he
0: sent Taco Tuesday to the workers.
1: Yes, so LeBron evacuated his house due to the wildfires that are going on right now in California. But he sent a Taco Tuesday taco truck to the first responders during the fires. Awesome, they're gonna get tacos probably grilled to a crisp.
2: Uh, oh, <laughs> oof. Oof. <laughs> low blow! Right? Don't quit. Don't quit your day
1: job. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have, so. But oh, other man. than that, I mean, the season just started. It's it's pretty fun to watch basketball again. I'm not gonna lie. The Bulls need to turn it around soon. And well, and I feel
2: like I feel like what's gonna be what's gonna be fun about this NBA is it seems like. Almost every team now has a couple superstars, or at least a couple people that you'll want to tune in to watch. I mean, for the Pelicans, once Zion's back, that'll be their guy. But for the most part, every team's got a got a guy or two where you're going to want to tune in and watch and see what they do. Yeah, maybe maybe the Pacers are the one exception. I don't I don't know how many people really want to watch Demontis Sabonis, but
1: well, they have Oladipo, but he's hurt.
2: Yeah, but even... He's still hurt, right?
1: Yeah, he's on my bench.
2: But I guess maybe Cleveland, too. I mean, you got Kevin Love. I guess he's fun to watch, but... Um,
0: The kid Garland is not bad, either, the rookie they got. I kind of like him.
2: Oh, and Larry Nance.
0: They got Larry Nance Jr., too, yeah. Uh Oh, okay. Okay, Him and Sexton are an interesting, like, kind of small backcourt. kind of reminds you of, like, uh, Lillard and McCollum. You know, kind of two smaller three-point shooters.
1: So that was Talking NBA. And it is now time for Sneedler's List.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this one has been the toughest one by far because you forget how much there is to come up with. And in doing some research, you find out more shows that you forgot about. You find find stuff that you, you thought left out. So this week is Top 10 Netflix Original TV Shows. And that's where it became a little difficult because I had forgotten about some shows, the shows that are in between seasons. You kind of forget about them. Um, But this is my Top 10 Netflix Original Shows. Honorable mention to Black Mirror. While Black Mirror is one of my favorite shows, I'm not counting it on this list since the first two seasons weren't Netflix seasons They were Channel 4 seasons. So while Netflix did buy Black Mirror, I'm leaving it off of this list. So getting us started at number 10 on Sneedler's list of top 10 Netflix original shows, Haunting of Hill House, based on the legendary book. The second season is getting ready to come out, I believe, in January or February. It won't be Haunting of Hill House, but it'll be another story. But Haunting of Hill House, a really good, scary show where it's not cheap jump scares and stuff like that it's really methodic and how they try to scare you great acting great story number nine the newest show on my list living with yourself starring paul rudd that comes in at number nine it's a show starring paul rudd featuring paul rudd where he plays clone a cloned version of himself tom brady makes a guest cameo in the first episode it is terrific definitely should check it out number eight umbrella academy Based on the comic book series from Gerard Way, some of you might know him as the lead singer for My Chemical Romance. Well, he wrote uh, a, gra- a graphic novel slash comic book called The Umbrella Academy, and Netflix bought it and turned it into a TV show. It is terrific. If you're not super into like the, the Marvel Universe and superhero stuff, Umbrella Academy is a good one to kind of get your feet wet into into the superhero genre number seven i included the marvel netflix shows other than iron fist because i couldn't just pick one jessica jones is awesome punisher is awesome luke cage is awesome daredevil's awesome their crossover event was i guess okay but iron fist kind of sucked the rest of them pretty awesome number six the end of the fucking world that's the title of the show and it is terrific the second season comes out in november and the first season ended on a big cliffhanger, and it's based on a uh, it's based on a graphic novel I believe, and a terrific show. A lot of British people, which I think they are funny, and I love it. Number five, a Netflix classic, Orange is the New Black. It recently wrapped up its final season earlier this year, so if you haven't checked it out yet, I'd say you should definitely check it out. Another Netflix OG at four, Stranger Things. That is. Right there with Orange is the New Black as a staple of Netflix. They, they keep getting better, even though I think that they're. I keep thinking it's not going to get better every season. Pretty darn good. Number three, another relative newcomer, Love, Death and Robots. It is an anthology show. Every episode is no longer than fifteen or twenty minutes. Some episodes are five minutes long, and they're all animated. Some episodes are about yogurt people taking over the world. Some are about ancient draculas who are afraid of cats every episode is just crazy and you need to check it out number two is big mouth it is dirty it's vulgar it's hilarious and it's terrific and that's all you need to know about that and number one my favorite netflix original show sadly it's about to come to its last season that is bojack horseman the first part of the final season came out last week The rest of the last season comes out in January. One of probably my favorite show of all time, BoJack Horseman. Terrific show. Another honorable mention, F is for Family, starring Bill Burr. Another terrific adult animated show. Another Netflix original. But that is my list. BoJack Horseman, the top Netflix original show.
1: Okay. um, Unpopular opinion. Stranger Things sucks.
2: What do you What do you have against Stranger <laughs> Things?
1: That show is so predictable; it's not even funny. the The only part good about that show when I when I watched it was the very first episode where Benny, the uh, restaurant owner, opens the door and they just pop him in the head. Other than that, the rest of the show is just so predictable, and it's like. I was sitting there, and it's like I just knew what was going to happen before it even happened, and I don't like shits like that. I really don't.
0: (laughs) I, like, had no idea what that show was about when I started watching it, and I was so, like, what the fuck is going on, like, the whole time? And I was so amazed by that little girl, and I was like, holy crap, like, this is awesome. (laughs) I had no idea, like, what was even happening. I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't get it.
1: So, I had fun with it. Stranger Things blows.
3: I do want I to say um, I agree with the BoJack Horseman. That's a pretty good show. Yeah, thank I, uh, you. I do like BoJack. It's flapping hilarious. That uh, show's and, great. And also, and uh, I don't know if you said this in your list. Did you say
1: The Ranch
3: anywhere? Fuck no, no. God no. God <laughs> no. God no.
1: That show blows too. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> no,
1: but, thank you. But. Uh, <laughs> Big Mouth. I mean, I don't mind the ranch. What's wrong with the ranch? Well, the new uh, season, of Big Mouth, is pretty fun.
2: Oh, Big Mouth's great! And then there's they announced that there's three more. There's at least going to be three more seasons of Big Mouth too.
1: Yeah, that show's great. It's so funny. Um, but let's get away from the Sneedlers' list. I hope you guys all like uh, Jeremy's rendition of his <laughs> Sneedlers' list this week. But I gotta get it off my chest. It's been really bugging me since Sunday the bears are fucking done, man. They're done. They're done. And I want to, I'm going to go right now and say, I do not blame Eddie Pinero for that loss. I don't, I know he missed two kicks, one beat from 33 yards, but I do not blame him for that loss.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think any game should be, should really be blamed on a kicker unless they miss like a 21 yarder to win you a playoff game. But Maybe Blair Walsh, maybe that Blair Walsh playoff game, you might be able to blame on on the kicker but it's the play calling. Why are you kneeling with 40 seconds left?
1: 50.
2: E- even worse. Why are you kneeling when you have the potential to make it an even down. an even closer field goal?
1: First down, kneeling, 50 seconds left. You don't try to you- the ball. You don't try to to pass the ball and get out of bounds because you're worried about fumbling the football.
2: I was just gonna say that even even more even more frustrating about that entire situation was Nagy trying to explain himself and being like, "We didn't want to lose yards and we didn't want to fumble." Oh, so you have you had no faith in your offensive line to protect your players? You had no faith in your running backs that they wouldn't fumble, and you had no faith What's in your quarterback.
1: Hundred yards. Look yeah. what happened. You give him the goddamn ball. Yeah.
2: Like, him, he should have just said nothing at all instead of what he said about
0: we didn't want to fumble.
1: And, and then, then we well, were yeah, I mean, talking about holding
0: a little bit, which is a little more respectable. But, I mean, yeah, it was still kind of stupid.
1: Okay, so if you're worried about that, then you take Charles Leno or Bobby Massey out of the fucking game. <laughs> if you're worried about the holding calls. Because that's where they come from.
2: Yeah. It, yeah. Well and like you, th- there's not going to be holding cuz you just run it straight up the middle and you hope to get two or three more yards. You're not hoping that Well, you, and he
0: shouldn't yeah. be bouncing it outside, you know, you're running it straight ahead. Exactly. You know, you so in the middle of the field. Holding he's, isn't holding yeah, isn't a lot the of issue. Times it's like a bounce, you know, and somebody's trying to keep the guy away from him and he, you know, he's not running the hole, he's bouncing outside.
1: He's like, "Well, they know that we're going to run the ball. So you pass." Yeah, They know you're going to run the ball, then you throw the ball.
2: Yeah, right. Trubisky's good at overthrowing everyone, so you might as well just take a shot at the end zone and he'll probably throw it out of bounds anyway. And
1: then, you know, what really, you know, got to me is he's like,
4: I trust
1: my kicker. If you trusted the kicker, you would have asked him where he wanted the ball. Because Said, I do not want it from the left hash mark. And that's where they gave it to him. Yeah.
0: I don't know. The, yeah, the, the whole I mean, thing you at least center the ball too. You don't even have to run it forward.
2: Yeah. Cause teams you've seen, we've seen teams do that all the time where yeah, they're I, not I even, don't
0: think that's a bad idea to just center it right in the yeah. middle of the field. You know, they do it and in college too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I forgot I like, what that's what I thought they were going to do. Honestly, I, I'm like, they're going to run it right into the center of the field and then they're going to kick it because they're in good range. And then they're taking knees and I'm like, what the F is going on? The ball's not even in the middle of the field.
1: So it's, I'm so I, I'm not even mad at the Bears. I'm disappointed. I'm yeah, very disappointed.
0: Like a parent, right? I'm disappointed.
1: No, but this is why I'm disappointed, because we are pissing away a Super Bowl caliber level defense because we have no offense. And after this season, they're going to tell Mitch, look, you're not the guy. We're moving on. We don't have three to four years to develop another quarterback and hope that our defense stays the same relevancy where they are right now. But it's not going to happen.
2: Well, speaking on quarterbacks, I thought about this the other day, too. We were talking about you know Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Gardner Minshew, what kind of quarterbacks the Bears could pursue, someone from the draft. The Dallas Cowboys have not paid Dak Prescott yet. Dak Prescott. Yeah I
0: just don't think he's gonna be gone though. I mean I don't see them letting him go. But I mean but they do it, need to pay him. And and they've already paid everybody else. So if the
2: Bears just give nope. them just nope. give nope. him a higher offer.
1: They have not paid Amari yet either.
2: Well, I'll take him too. <laughs> <laughs> bring them both bring them yeah, both to Chicago.
1: You know, I, I see what the Bears are gonna do. And they're gonna trade both of their second round draft picks to get a first round pick in this upcoming draft. And I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. And then they're gonna go out and they're gonna take somebody like Jalen Hurts.
2: Would you be would you be that upset with Jalen Hurts though?
0: I'd be pretty happy with that.
1: <laughs> I would I would be okay with Jalen Hurts, but I would be better if we Got a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Well,
0: he's not eligible for the yeah, draft. He won't yet. even be eligible this year.
1: I know, I know, but I'm saying I would rather wait the extra year.
0: Oh hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> the other I'm thing not is doing that that. he's gonna be a surefire number one pick.
1: But you this know, is the thing, though. You know, like one. I just said, you know, I don't, I don't even want to get a quarterback in the draft because we don't have time to develop a quarterback for two to three years for him to learn the offense with the defense right now. The defense is not going to be as good if we wait that long on the quarterback. We got to go out and get we got to go out and make a trade or get somebody. I would rather have Matt Ryan for the last two years of his career or the speculation of Tom Brady leaving. I'll pay Tom Brady thirty million dollars for one year just to see where he could take us. You know, I I don't think it's all on the defense right now. You know, I'm going to build the team. Around the defense, if I gotta go rent a player for a year, a year and a half, I'll go do that before I go take another guy in the draft.
2: I so, think that
0: Tom Brady thing is not that far fetched. There was an oh, NBC article about that. Stop it! Stop. I, it. I think it wouldn't be that crazy. I mean, he posted, They really is, weren't going to pay him, and the Patriots are
1: very busy. He rides out into the sunset, winning a championship elsewhere.
2: Tom Brady is not coming to Chicago.
1: No, I know he's not going to, but I don't think he's going to stop. My,
2: I almost made my list tonight of the top 10 reasons why Tom it's Brady crazy is not coming sounds. to Chicago. That's all I'm saying. I think it's absolutely absurd. Why? <laughs> we, have no, we have no offensive line that would protect Brady. And, like, our division is impossible right now. Like, just because bringing I mean, in time. I'm like, just
0: saying, like, if they said we're not, you know, kind of like they were done. They were going to let Stidham go or something. Like, they were going to let Stidham play. You know, and it's like, okay, well, now I need to go somewhere else.
2: I'm yeah, just getting. Bears
0: have a good defense. I think he could win with that. Plus, I'm just, I'm just getting I mean, annoyed. They got to get better offensive line wise.
2: I'm just getting extremely annoyed with this whole Tom Brady to Chicago thing, and now everyone's, even Max Kellerman was like, this could happen. He could go to Chicago. Like everyone That's needs to happen. Everyone needs to stop with the Tom Brady to Chicago noise, because just because he sold all of his stuff. In New England doesn't mean he's leaving. First of all, no, second of all, he's leaving. He, he's going to retire <laughs> before he goes to another
1: team. No, he's leaving. He's going to do the Peyton Manning thing. <laughs> he's going he's to go play two years somewhere. Peyton
2: Manning didn't. Peyton Manning had to leave because the Colts gave up on him for having a bad neck, and they wanted Andrew Luck instead. So he had to leave. That was that wasn't his choice.
1: Yeah, but Tom Brady is going to leave. New England. He's going to play elsewhere. I don't know where, but sticking on the Tom Brady thing, am I the only one who wants to see Brady versus Garoppolo in the Super Bowl?
2: I'd rather see brady Rogers.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be pretty <sighs> pissed if I saw the Packers in the Super Bowl. I, I would definitely have to pull for Tom Brady at that point, but I would love to see Garoppolo take down Brady in a Super so- Bowl.
2: That would be pretty awesome.
1: What if he retires after that? Garoppolo takes, dethrones Brady, and then Brady tosses in the belt.
2: And then they all yeah. just they all just poof and no longer exist? Him and Belichick just fade away into obscurity?
1: Well, Belichick just said in an interview the other day that he could see himself coaching into his 70s.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, oh, he'll find...
1: He's 67.
2: If he finds all the loopholes into coaching and and all the ways to get away with stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you saw the Patriots game uh, this past weekend, their game clock got all the way down to 14 seconds and then reset at 25 and kept going.
2: Because Brady did a hand signal to the referee. Yeah, I saw that video.
1: So how do we address our quarterback situation? Because Mitch is not the guy. Sign Dak Prescott. He's. We're not going to get the chance.
0: Says right. you. I just don't feel like that will be an opportunity.
1: They'll, they will sign Dak as soon as they win a playoff game.
2: <clears throat> but who, who guarantees that that's going to happen?
1: Jerry fucking Jones.
2: The Cowboys are, <laughs> the, the are going to... Here's what's going to happen. In a perfect world, the Cowboys are either not going to make the playoffs or they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to abandoned ship with everyone but zeke because they can build around zeke and they're going to let dak and amari walk and the bears are going to get either amari or dak and or both
1: no we're not going to get both we do not have the money for both we're paying Khalil Mack and alan robinson up the ass uh i don't see us getting dak at all amari i don't see us getting him either because we don't like to go and get offensive weapons and when we do we don't like to use them until the fucking playoffs. So it's, I don't know. I'm just, as a Bears fan, I'm just, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed.
2: Yeah. Realistically though, I was, I was really surprised that the Bears didn't try to trade for the red, that Redskins offensive lineman. That would have been nice. I yeah, Trent, I like Trent Williams.
1: They wanted a first round pick and we don't have a first round pick.
2: <laughs> yeah. The Redskins wanted a first-round pick for Williams?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's why... Oh, my God. That's why they, they wouldn't played,
2: and that's why they didn't trade
1: him. They only got offered a fourth-rounder, and they said yeah, no. Yeah,
2: no no offensive lineman is worth a first-round pick for. Jeez. That's
1: so, crazy. That's my NFL talk. I heard that, you know, that people were saying, oh, we might get C.J. Beathard or Ryan <laughs> Patrick or Nick Foles, and it's like... Mm-hmm. I don't oh, want thank to. Watch you.
0: Stuff. I mean Nick Foles' contract is crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I would t- I would support the Ryan Fitz Fitz movement to Chicago.
0: Uh, I would support that.
1: No. I, I would not. I'd <laughs> yeah, rather stick I it. Mean,
0: no, Mitch no offense, but no thing. Right. Yeah, I'd rather see what Mitch Trubisky has than do that. But even though it's so frustrating.
1: <laughs> let's, move let's move on. Ooh. Let's finish out the show with some segments here. It is time for the BGOTW. It is the Ball Guy of the Week. Or Ball Dean Guy of the Week. And this (laughs) week, it's going to go to Tiger Woods. Winning the PGA Tour over there in Japan, whatever it's called. The
2: Zozo. The The Zozo Championship. The Mm -hmm. Zozo.
1: Tiger Woods, he does it again. Wins the Zozo.
2: And he tied, he tied Sam Sneed with 83 career wins. Tied for the most uh-huh. in PGA history.
1: Yeah. Tied your cousin, Sam Snead. <laughs> yeah.
2: If only that were true.
1: So, Tiger Woods, Ball Guy of the Week. And now it is time, for the moment everybody's been waiting for, it is the starting five mascots. Mascot edition. And... Guys, can can I have the honor to choose where I want to go first for once? It of course, your, your show. show,
3: dude. You can do whatever you want. Hey,
1: okay, guys, this isn't this isn't me. This is a team thing. This is our show. I don't think of it like me. Well, you, you got did to say just you did, as much as you, I do.
2: You did say earlier that it was your NFL talk, though. <laughs> so
1: like my take, <laughs> NFL talk. When sure, I say it's sure. your show,
3: I I'm mean. Be- I'm when like I, when I say it's your show when I say it's your show, I mean that you conceptualized it. Nice. You one. gave birth to your show. So you do it you your need to child. with your show.
1: Yeah, I I, I would have to think that I'm like Rachel Nichols and I just kind of move everybody along, you know? That's <laughs> but uh yeah. shout out Rachel she's Nichols. She's fine. Uh, yeah, she's she's a she's a good looking girl. Uh Starting five mascots, I want to go number one, okay? So, I'm going to let Matt heads or tails.
3: Um, Heads.
1: Flip a coin. It's heads this time. Matt, where do you want to (laughs) go? Number two. Okay. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Vance, pick the number. Three. Jeremy, five. My number was two. Vance, where do you want (laughs) to go?
0: So, are you going first, or where are you going?
1: Yeah, I'm going first. Matt, second.
0: Then I'll go last. I like to go last, though. I'll get the double up.
1: All right, here we go. Starting five mascots. Uh, I'm gonna go with my favorite mascot out of the gate. I'm gonna take Benny the Bull.
0: Yeah, I figured.
3: Yeah. I knew the that was bo- going to be the first one taken.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: hold on. You're doing, like, the... Okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> great. I was
0: thinking we were doing, like, the team names for a minute. My bad.
1: Oh, we're going to save that for another week.
0: Okay. I just had to make sure I knew I'm on the Save that when... Co- for, we'll do that when college basketball is around. Right. right. Yeah. First games are next week. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, I might be at the Illinois game next Tuesday if we're doing this. Oh, shoot. My bad. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Benny the Bull, that's my number one.
3: Um my first round pick, um second overall, I'm gonna have to go with Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers.
2: You guys suck. Dude, (laughs) gritty (laughs) is
3: crazy. I I had it hit him, man. He's on my team.
2: (laughs) Going home. All right. Well, since the two best choices are gone, I will take another classic in the Philly Fanatic.
1: Yeah. I, feel like
2: the, I feel like this is how every fantasy football draft went this year, where the top three people, you either get Kamara, Barkley, or McCaffrey, and you're like, well, whatever, whatever falls to me, I'll take them.
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Yeah. I can't fail.
1: Strasburg is through six, by the way.
0: Yeah, I know. Oof!
2: And they got yeah, Corbin. They have fast. Corbin warming up in the bullpen. That's nasty. Let's go. Let's go from Strasburg to Corbin in the in World Series Game Six.
1: Vance, you got back to back picks.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't hear
0: his third pick.
2: Oh, Philly fanatic.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Thanks, yeah, it was kind of like cutting out. All right, then I'm going to stick with my loyalties here with the next one. Uh, I'm going to take Southpaw. You know, my Ugh. guy from the White Sox, the green guy. You suck. I wanted he, him. He has a great name, and that's my team. So, um, yeah, I'll take him. And then uh, the next one I'm going to take is Wiley the Coyote, the guy from the Spurs. Dude, His I got the character. To... It's really nice in the 2K basketball game. He's, like, tall but he can still move. He's not all big and blobby.
2: I got to see him up close and personal this summer in, in San Antonio, and he is creepy looking. Like, <laughs> even more even more up close and personal. It, it was kind of scary. All right. So my next choice is going to be <laughs> is a sleeper pick, and if you haven't seen him, you should. I'm going with Keggy the Keg from Dartmouth College.
3: <laughs> i they was thinking about that one that is a mascot
2: that is a mascot and he's from dartmouth college and he is keggy the keg <laughs> that, he's, a,
3: un, he's the unofficial mascot uh dartmouth refuses to recognize him <laughs> this is false because <laughs> you can google it and it says dartmouth <laughs> college, i did google it that's where i got my information <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah he's the unofficial mascot because Dartmouth doesn't want to talk about it.
2: Well, that's too bad because we're talking about it.
3: <laughs> that's right. All free free
2: Keggy the Keg. Hashtag free Keggy the Keg. <laughs> uh,
3: that's just a silly name. I love it. Um, I'm going to go with an unusual one. Nobody's, nobody outside of this area has probably ever heard of it. Um. We're going to go with uh, the Billiken from St. Louis University.
2: Uh, there you go. Can you explain yeah. to people what a Billiken is?
3: Lucky for you, my good old friend Google, uh, <laughs> give me some information about him. <laughs> um, reading word for, word for word from the Google search, it says the Billiken is a charm doll created by an American art teacher and illustrator, Florence Pretz of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, he says he saw the mysterious figure in a dream. Good for him. And it's the most creepiest thing you've ever seen. I would rather have one of those troll doll toys be the mascot than this guy. It almost looks
2: Very like one of those. Weird. It almost looks like one of those, like like a sea monkey, like you know those like things you would see in the cartoons. They where have
0: would... a character dress up or something. What? <laughs> they have like somebody that dresses up like that, or they do something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I've never seen that There's much a of statue. it. I knew the
0: Billikens. I've heard of it, but I didn't know they had like a character.
3: The statue outside uh, the campus is the weirdest looking. But, but um, uh, if I wanted to scare my opponents or creep them out, I would choose the Billikin. All <laughs> right.
1: Okay, so I got back to back picks here. I'm gonna go for my second pick. I'm going Otto the Orange. Of the Syracuse. Nice. Nice. And for my third pick, I really don't want to go... I really don't want to take him, but I'm going to. I'm going to go with Big Al from Alabama. Okay. (laughs) That big elephant. So, those are my two picks.
3: For my uh, third overall pick, I understand that... um... I was I was gonna have a couple team names, but that's for next time, I guess. Um, so just pulling out a thin air. Um, I was trying to avoid hometown guys, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go with uh, you know Fred Bird from the St. Louis Cardinals. He's just <laughs> silly to me. Not as silly as Philly Fanatic, but you know, nostalgia and being beaked by Fred Bird is just a memorable memorable experience.
1: So I want to stop you there because you're talking baseball. Max Scherzer is warming up in the bullpen.
2: Yeah, he is. Wow.
1: I think they're going to have him do what Bumgarner did, and he's going to throw relief and then start tomorrow. And there were.
2: he is. There's the there's the two fisted Bud Light guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they Bud Light flew him out to Houston for Game Six because they said the. They would they would profit like millions of dollars from him.
3: And Snead's third pick is <laughs> the
2: double-fisted Bud Light guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah no, the Bud Night Platinum. Bud
2: Knight. No, I'm going. I'm going to bat. I have I've got Keggy the Keg and the Philly fanatic. And now we're going to add basketball, and I'm going to go with the with the Suns Gorilla from the Phoenix Suns.
1: That's a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is a good one. Thank you. All right. Um, my next pick here, I'm going to take the Leprechaun from Notre Dame. Nice.
1: That's a very good one, too.
0: It's always, yeah, an interesting character. Um, and then the next one, I'm going to take I'm going to go with the dog from Georgia, the bulldog. Oh, you suck. So Ugga? pretty tough.
2: Yeah. And that's a real life mascot.
0: Yeah, that's a real dog.
2: All right, well, Uga was going to be my my choice, so now I got to mix this up and I'm going with the Stanford tree.
3: Ah, God damn dang it, it. Man, <laughs> this is with that
2: one. Ah. What's better? What What's a better way to confuse everyone about what your mascot is when you're the Stanford Cardinal than to have a random tree that looks like Mr. Potato Head with eyes and a mouth on it?
3: <laughs> well, this is going to be an unusual pick from Matt Gross. Um, my fourth pick is uh, Scrody. From the Rhode Island School of Design. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, he Scrody just said is, yeah. Scrody is <laughs> Scrody is a uh, is a, he, he's a dick in balls, really. That that's
1: Scrody. Is he really?
3: <laughs> yeah. <Here>. <laughs> <laughs> the mascot
1: is a dick. Yeah. Dude, that's not real.
3: Fake I mean, majors. it's right there, man. Whoa,
0: what the hell is going on here? You yeah,
2: blew- they, they said they, <laughs> they said Trey Turner was out of the baseline, but he's clearly, like, right where he's supposed to be. <laughs> so they called him out. He's, like, standing there like, what the hell? We had Dave, Dave Martinez was about to, like, fight somebody. Yeah, Davey's about to blow a gasket. You can't challenge that, though?
1: He, he should be able to. So, Matt chose Scrody. <laughs> Scrody Scroder? Hit him with the
2: TFB. <laughs> so that now is, is, it, is it me for the last pick or is it you? Quentin. I have
1: back to back picks here. All right, you ready?
2: Right, my you
1: fourth right. pick, I'm going to go with Hugo the Hornet.
2: Oh, yeah. Solid choice.
1: And my last. Hugo? Yeah, Hugo the Hornet. And my last pick. I'm taking Tony the Tiger from Frosted Flakes.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. They're great.
1: They are great.
3: Well, now now that I know that it's not having to do with sports, now I, my last pick uh, is Bullseye, the target dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too.
3: Yeah. He helps you find deals and he's a good boy. Well <laughs> it says you, that's what the media wants you to think.
2: <laughs> there be a VH1 there's out there's gonna be a VH1 documentary about the the, the struggles of Bullseye the target dog. <laughs> so my my last pick, getting us back to sports, you gotta go on every team. You got to have someone that just means something to you in a special way. And my last pick for this week's starting five is Gray Dog. Go, Dogs.
1: Go, Dogs. Go, Dogs,
2: dude. Big win last weekend. (laughs) They might make the playoffs this year. Gray Dog.
0: Go, Dogs. Woo.
2: (laughs) Go, team. Woo.
3: Go, Dogs,
0: man. Is Is that Saluki? Yes, sir.
3: Yeah, that's the Saluki.
0: I figured. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure I was on the on the right path. All right. Now, um, my last pick here, kind of an interesting one because, kind of like he said, it's like you're you know kind of go back to the heart a little bit. But this one has actually been retired. He's not you know no longer allowed to perform. Oh, uh, Chief. I know Alina where you're away. going. Yeah.
3: I knew that was gonna be it,
0: chief. And that's yeah, that's not even fair that they don't let him do that thing. It's like you know we're not the Seminoles, we don't profit with big casinos, but they still let that asshole stick a stake in the middle of the football field.
3: Right, To answer your question, he's on a horse,
0: sticking a stake in the middle of the field. Like that's not offensive, but this guy doing a little dance is offensive. Like you you know, you guys got the lines blurred.
2: By the way, the Nationals, the Nationals are are challenging the ruling on the field.
0: (laughs) Oh, they are allowed to challenge it.
2: Looks like it, yeah.
0: Well, then I don't know what Davey was freaking out about. I mean, well, you I you think that's that well, he
2: freaked, he freaked out because all of a sudden the umpires ruled him ruled trade turner or ruled trade Turner out and all these other people out. So he he came out of the dugout like um excuse me, and now Trey Turner's mad too. He looks well, like yeah, a little I mean, kid. I just
0: would have just trusted the challenge. I mean, whatever. Like you know what I mean. I don't know.
2: Trey Turner's just, funny because it's funny yeah. that Trey Turner's mad because he kind of looks like a twelve-year-old who's like yelling because he got his Xbox taken away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Took away the controller. He's like, "Mom, <laughs> I want to play Fortnite." <laughs> yeah.
1: So that was the starting five. That ends out this week's segments and this week's show, Matt plug the show. Get us out of here.
3: Uh, You can find us on social media, you guys. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Section 312 Show. Section 312 Show. You can listen to our podcast on the podcast platform you're listening on right now, including podcasts uh, from Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Uh, whatever one you use, just search for it and you'll find it. And, um, Don't forget that we are an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network. You can check them out at mwsn.net. You can check out our podcast on their website and other podcasts from other markets. Don't forget that we have a website. Check us out at section312.com. And if you go to a store, you can find some merch. Section312.com slash store.
1: Alright guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Section 312. Tune in next week as we have former New York Giant and former New Orleans Saint Kevin Sneed sits in Section 312. We'll have a great interview with him. Until next time, this is Section 312.